fault, right? You have a problem, so therefore that's a problem. It's the exact opposite. Why? Why? Adarava. A person has problems, it's the best thing in the world because that's why you're alive. If you didn't have any problems, then you would have no purpose in, to, in your existence to be here. The reason we have problems is in order to fix them and to change them and to work on them and to, to realize that that's why I'm on this world. Especially when someone is, is younger and younger, right? Imagine if you have problems when you're, when you're 70 years old. Imagine what are you going to do then? Imagine when you have problems when you're a little bit younger, right? 50 years old, 60 years old. Imagine. So, okay, there you could be a little bit more upset because you could say, okay, right, uh, how many years am I going to still have these problems? How many years am I going to still deal with that? Okay, but you're not there yet. That's not where we're holding. But even in a situation like that, when a person's older and older and older, the whole purpose is to work on yourself and to make yourself better and to make yourself uh, a better person constantly. Right? They say that story with Rabbi Alman Meltzer when he, when he was 80 years old. We can't imagine who Rabbi Alman Meltzer was or Rabbi Aaron Cutler's father-in-law. We don't know who Rabbi Aaron Cutler was. So imagine who Mrs. Alamelsa says, when I'm 80 years old, on his 80th birthday, he says, oh, okay, now it's time for me to start learning Ian. Now I'm going to start learning Ian. Say, learning Ian. Say, well, what, what does that mean? It means a person is constantly growing. A person is constantly working on himself. And the Sahara doesn't want a person to look at life like that. He wants us to look at life and say, oh, okay, I'm cruising to be a victim. Victim is negativity, which means that I'm negative. I'm finding the bad, it's my parents' fault, it's my mother's fault, my father's fault, my cousin's fault, my everybody's fault, and that's why I'm in a bad mood. It's the weather's fault, it's my bank account's fault, it's my roommate's fault, just keep on dot, dot, dot. Every excuse in the book, and that's a normal thing for a person to look at negativity, to see himself in a negative light, and that's why you speak Lashon Hara. The reason we speak Lashon Hara is for one reason, is because we have the, number one, the Yitzhahara wants us to speak Lashonara, wants us to disconnect from our brothers and sisters, and, and the Yitzhahara wants us to disconnect ourselves from the Jewish people, because when we're together, we're strong, and nobody could stop us when we are Ba'achtas. You can't stop the Jewish people when we're Ba'achtas. The only people who stop the Jewish people are ourselves when we fight amongst ourselves, and that fighting starts when we look at other people and we judge them. And we judge them negatively. And it starts with judging yourself negatively. That's why we learn purity of speech every day. As the Chavetz Chaim promises us that the more every day that a person learns my Sefer that we try and do, as he says in the Hakdam, in the introduction, if you want to see this, it's on page 40 in the purity of speech, day 11, he gives us a promise. If one learns my Sefer on a daily basis, then my Yitzhahara for Lashon Hara will become smaller until it will eventually leave you completely. It will leave him completely. So one of the reasons that we learn the Halachas is very simply is because we want to be better. We want to better ourselves. We want to make ourselves more connected to each other, to ourselves, to Klal Yisrael, and that's the reason we're in Gullahs, the reason we're in exile, and the reason all the problems are going on for the Jewish people is because of our lack of achtas. Nothing to do with Corona, 
nothing to do with the President of the United States, nothing to do with elections, nothing to do with all the other external things going on, nothing to do with the, the stock market, has to do with one thing. Am I seeing the good in the person next to me? Am I seeing the good in the Jewish people? And it takes time, and it takes time because we're negative, and people think negatively, and we're wired that we are, the Yitzhahara is always focusing on the negative. Yitzhahara is always trying to get us to think negative, to, to not be happy with what we do, to always look at the, the situation and see the bad, look at the person and see the bad. And even within oneself, when a person does that, he has to realize that I'm, that's okay. It's okay that I'm negative. Why? Because if you're not okay by being negative, then you're being negative about being negative, which is being negative, even more negative. So you have to say, it's okay that I'm negative. Right? Tell someone, stop being so negative. Right? That's a very negative thing to say. Say, it's okay that you're negative. It's okay. And that's one of the ways that we've spoken about that a person can work on himself. And then when you're happy with yourself, when you're happy with yourself, then you will be happy with other people. When you're having a good day, you're able to, ah, you have room in your heart for everybody else. When you're having a bad day, then you suddenly, everybody else is a pain in the neck for you. And the goal for a person is to wake up in the morning, and we start off with the words, mode, thank you Hashem. You start off with, with gratitude and being thankful for all the blessing and seeing the good. Tov to see the good one day at a time. Every day to see the good. Okay, so let us begin. Question, comments on that. And every day we got to do it. Every day you got to do it. It's just like bathing, right? Right, just because you took a shower yesterday doesn't mean you don't have to shower today. That's why we recommend taking a shower every day. That's why we recommend learning Hilchus Lashonara every day. That's why we recommend reminding ourselves to be positive every day. Because the default is that you're going to be negative. Yes, Avrami. If we become okay with who we are, oh. then what's going to push us to grow? Yes, exactly. That's the classic question that people um, are afraid to do. And they say, if I'm going to be happy, right? If I'm going to be happy with myself, then I'm going to be unmotivated. I've never met an unmotivated, happy person. I've only met a sad, depressed, unmotivated person. So therefore, no, no, this is math. Ready? Here's the math. The math is like this. People who are put themselves down are not as motivated as people who are... Uh, happy and feeling good and having gratitude. That's math. Meaning when I say math, that means that it's facts. That's facts. People who are sad are negative. People who are sad are not doing anything. People who are sad are critical, extra critical. And if you have a person who's critical, who's actually being successful, he'd be 10 times successful if he wouldn't be critical. So if you think you're being successful with you being critical on yourself, try, by, try not being critical on yourself. You'll be doing 10 billion times more. And the classic Yitzhahara says that question. I don't mean that you're a chas Yitzhahara, but we've all had that question. The question is, oh, but if I actually learn to be happy with myself, then I'll do nothing. That's not true. Somebody who does nothing is not happy with himself, and someone who's happy with himself does not not do nothing. Someone who's not happy with himself is very, very excited and very motivated. Success breeds success. Happiness breeds 
happiness. It's a balance of being okay with where you are, but wanting more. Yeah, it's not even a balance. If you're okay with yourself and you're satisfied with yourself, you naturally naturally will want more. You don't have to worry. You don't have to tell a little kid. You don't have to tell a little kid, let's talk about being motivated. A little kid, each and every one of us naturally are very, very motivated. Each and every one of us want good things and we want to be successful. The reason we stop doing that is because people and our thoughts and ourselves have stopped us from doing what, what it is that we want to do. But in the, in the natural form of a person, he wants to, he's hungry for life, he's hungry for good things, he's hungry to do amazing things. It's just things have stopped me, whether it's in my childhood, my parents, my teachers, the world, my friends, I was bullied, I had trauma, I have things that stopped me and blocked me. But in the essence of who a person is, a person's excited, right? Because that's how we look at it. We say like, no, my essence is I'm unmotivated. My essence is I'm this. So if I'm actually going to be happy with myself, I'm not going to do anything. No, it's the exact opposite. <coughs> my essence is that I'm hungry to live life, to be happy, to play this. What happened is something might have happened when I was a child. And this, blah, blah, blah. But then you get to a point where you're 18, 19, 20 years old, 21 years old. And then you have to look in the mirror and you have to say, okay, at one point am I going to point the finger? And whenever you point at someone, you have three fingers pointing at yourself. And when am I going to wake up and say, okay, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the one who's feeding myself the negativity. Yeah, it could be that my mother maybe put that in me. Could be my father put that in me. Could be my teachers, my classmates put that in me. But at what point am I putting that in myself? Shimon, Hatzadik, good to see you. How are you doing, Ronnie? How are you? Great to see you. Yes, you did, yeah. Um, uh, like whatever you're saying, you're, you're kind of reminded of this way of thinking that you can't chase happiness because happiness is a feeling. You can chase success, and like happiness is a byproduct of that success. So whatever you're saying that, like. I'll be happy with what I have, and I won't want to like do more. It's not like what happens when you just because you have something that makes you happy doesn't say they want like it could be, if your goal is not happiness, then you're going to continue to do more, and you will continue to stay happy. So if your goal is happiness, then even if you you're happy with what you have, the next minute you won't be because like feelings always change. Nobody has the same feeling all day. Beautiful. Okay, special cases. So why are we learning Hilchus Lashon Hara? The reason we're learning Hilchus Lashon Hara is because when we work on, when we work on not talking about other people, and we work on being more positive, so what happens is two things. Number one is that when you're not talking about others, then you're focusing on yourself. You're not focusing on other people. That's number one. And number two is that you are forced to deal <coughs> with your negativity. Because the reason I talk negative about other people is because I'm really talking negative about myself. I'm really, I, I'm really not seeing the good in myself. I'm not really appreciating myself. Yes, Shema. Uh, what you're saying is Shema. I, I was just uh, on my trip. I, I had like a big... Um, I guess I would say revelation, right? And I realized that three big people in my life that I that I have like you know like uh, some struggles with. Yeah. I guess that's the word I could use. I realized that it's not it's not that like I really 
obviously you always talk about, yeah, yeah, it's me, it's me, it's me. Okay, don't take the hook out of my But it just didn't make sense that it, it's my fault. And I, I realized like it was crazy. It was like my mind woke up and I was like, wow, like that is so unbelievable. It's, it's all coming from me. And if I really accepted them and what they do, then I wouldn't have a problem at all with them and I'd be able to do what I need to do no matter what. Beautiful, 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 so true, so true. And just to say, I think Zalmi mentioned this a few weeks back, is that um, it's not so much, as you were saying, that it's my fault, it's their fault. At the end of the day, it might be their fault. It might be their fault, but it's my responsibility, it's my responsibility in now in the way I react and the way I and with the person. It might be their fault. It could be they are crazy, or it could be they did stupid things, or it could be they, they did terrible things, but it's my responsibility to be happy. It's my responsibility to know how to live my day and how I want to live my day. Okay, so with that in mind, we begin with, um, with the Hilchus uh, Rechilas, as we're in the middle of page 73, page 187. Speaking Rechilas when you don't mention who said it. You're not allowed to repeat information even without mentioning who said it if the person will figure out on his own who the speaker was. So if you tell your friend, someone told me that you were talking straight through davening last Shabbos, and your friend assumes that it was Mr. So-and-so, since he was the only one in shul who knows you, you're not allowed to do that. Again, Rechilas is where you're pinning two people against each other. So if you're saying, oh, I heard that you were, you know, doing this thing, you know, wrong, and you, you don't say who it was, but the person who you said that to could figure it out who said it, and he'll be upset at that person, that you're not allowed to do. That's Rechilas. That's Hilchus Rechilas Aleph Tess. Okay. Um, we'll do one more, because that was a short one. The next halacha is... Um, who, are you who are you not allowed to speak Rechilas? Remember, Rechilas is pinning two people against each other. Says the uh, Chavetz Chaim, day 74, page 190. It doesn't make a difference whom you're repeating the information. You're not allowed to relate Rechilas to a man, a woman, a relative, or a non-relative. If someone talks negatively against your mother or your father, now this is a toughie, someone says something bad against your mother or your father, you're not allowed to repeat it to your mother or your father even if you are doing so because you are concerned for their honor. So if someone says something negative about your parents, you can't tell your parents. You tell your child, I saw, right, another child, I guess, color your homework. You're not allowed to do that also because you cause ill feelings um, amongst each other. Unbelievable. Would you, would you be able to say to your parents, stay away from this person and... Just the for, for them to... The avoid. that's the, uh, that's the card. Uh, uh, right. Nishab is correct. Right. Well, you're going to buy my, you're going to buy the, uh, buying my card, Nishab is correct. Uh, I have to see what to, the Tuelis means. Same for them to not, to avoid any competition, my father's like, let's just escape from this person. If it's going to cause it. ill feelings, you have to, you have to, you have to speak about it. It's not just, you know, the Tuelis. You have to see what's my purpose. Am I angry at the person? Sorry. Uh, Hundred percent for, for your parents and I. What's the example? What, what would be an example? Um, 
someone comes up to you and says your father, um, I don't know, is a bad person or something like that for X, Y, Z. So what would be the toilets to tell your father? <coughs> Obviously, it makes sense that you're angry at the guy. But I'm saying, what do you gain? What is the person gaining? That's that's the point. Right, the only the only case of toilets would be if if let's say your your father's going to do business with the guy. He's going to do business with him, and the guy you th are worried that he's going to mess him up. So you could say you might be careful. You have to be careful with the guy because he said. I mean, that's, that's such a foreign case. I mean, it's hard to find the case of the of where Rachilus would be with Toelis. Meaning, you know. Yeah. Good point, though. Good point. Right. So that's what he's saying. If you think, if you if you could figure it out, that's more of a problem. I'm saying I'm telling this to a dad tells him to be Right. Right. So that would probably be fine. Probably be fine. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let's be zochah to not speak any lashon hara today, every day. Us and all the Jewish people, Rechilas as well. Hashem will help each and every one of us that we will be zochah not to be makabel any Rechilas, speak any lashon hara Rechilas. Yes, Moshe. So I don't know what they're saying. But let's say, uh, let's say they both know the guy who consulted uh, the parents. Right. <laughs> they both. Right. He says, Yaman, look at this guy told me, that would be Lashon Hara. That what? That he? Well, I'm, I'm missing this the This guy case. said, what, what that guy said about my parents. Uh-oh, meaning to say that he said something bad? Yeah, that would be Lashon Hara. Yeah. That's already Lashon Hara. Okay. Um, so Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha to see the good in ourselves. And even if I don't see the good in myself, to work on seeing the good in myself, that's something that takes time, it's something that takes practice, it takes a new perspective of a person learning to love himself more. And I spoke last night, I'll just tell you briefly, even though I'm wrapping up in Lashon Hara, but it's so, so important. We speak about this in uh, Shalom Bayis, when we talk to the married Chever about, about relationships. If you are a zero, if you, have, if you don't love yourself at all, so then your wife is going to have to work very hard to fill up your love. If my love tank, so to speak, is at zero, so my wife is going to have to work very, very hard, and she's going to have to fill up how much? 100%. So, so that's a lot of work. If my wife's love tank is at zero, I'm going to have to work very hard to fill her up 100%. That's very, very hard work. Why? Because I have to worry to love myself, and then I have to make sure to love my wife, and vice versa. So if I learn to love myself, so if there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I don't love myself 100%, I don't get all the love for myself 100%, I might be missing 10%, so then your wife could fill up your, your tank 10%, no big deal. And if your wife is filled with love, 90% or 80%, the higher love that she has within herself, the less you have to do. Now people say, oh, but I want to love my, my wife more and more, and I want her to love me more and more. No problem. You'll get the overflow of love too. There's nothing wrong with having extra, extra love. 
But the problem is, is that when people are waiting for other people to make them happy, and people are waiting for other people to make them positive, so you gotta question yourself, how low is my negative tank of me being negative? How much of the weather do I need to make me happy? How much of my roommate do I need to make me happy? How much of my parents do I need to make me happy? How much of, of whoever it might be do I need to make me happy? And depending on how low your percentages of your happiness, that's how needy you're going to be in your receiving of whatever that good and that positivity is going to be. It's very normal to want to have good weather. It's very normal to want to have a day where your roommate is nice to you. It's very normal to want things to flow. But the question you want to ask yourself is how low is your percentage of your positivity and negativity? How low am I at? How low is my battery? And how much do I need other people to charge me up? So Hashem will help each and every one of us to be zocha, to learn. That's the, that's the hard part, is to learn how to fill myself up with positivity and love. Not, it doesn't mean that I don't need other people to help me, but it means that I am the one who's solely responsible to fill myself up with, with as much love and a, as much positivity as I can. So Hashem will help each and every one of us, and we will be zocha to see the good in ourselves and others and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, we're in the middle. Yesterday we left off talking about the uh, sort of finishing up, wrapping up the laziness of the brain, laziness of my thinking, which is really uh, the result, well, the result of that is terrible because one's emotions come from his thinking. If you're feeling bad, you're thinking bad. That's the way it works. When you're feeling bad, it's a result of you thinking bad, you thinking negative thoughts. When you're not sure, when you're like, I don't know, whatever, that creates whatever and it creates I don't know. If you're living in the world of I don't know, whatever, then your life is I don't know, whatever. So that's pretty annoying, especially because L'Yishrei uh, Leif Simcha is the shot that when you have Yashras, when you're Yashar, when you're straight and you know what you're doing and you have clarity, then you're happy. Suffolk, Amalek's Machia Suffolk, right? We say this all the time. That's why Purim is the time of Mechias Amalek. That's why we're happy on Purim, because we get rid of the Suffolk. When you're not sure, that's when you're not happy. Ain Simcha, Kataras Asfekis. There's no happiness more than not being unclear. When you're clear, this is what I got to do, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm doing, you're happy. When you're not happy, it's a result of. You, uh, I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, which comes a lot from not clarifying what you want, not clarifying why I'm doing what I'm doing, not having clarity of what's doing. I'm just sort of going through the motions, right? The wheel is spinning, but the hamster <coughs> is very dead, right? That's what does that mean? And, uh, I'm, not, I'm not tuned in to why I'm doing what I'm doing, who I am, what I am, why I am, how am I doing that? And that's not something that you can clarify uh, September and hope that it lasts through uh, March. It doesn't work like that. You gotta clarify every day, you gotta clarify every week, you gotta re-clarify. Say, what are my goals this week? What are my goals today? What, are I, what am I trying to accomplish? And, and that's the anti-laziness of the brain. Laziness of the brain is, I'm just whatever. I'm just whatever. So that, that's what we spoke about yesterday. Today, I just want to talk a little bit, um, a very scary 
paragraph that the Masilsi Sharm says, but this is what we're talking about now. We're talking about laziness and atzlus, and, and I, I want to read a little bit and then we'll discuss. He says, I'm a page in, page and a half in, in Paragvav. He says, we see very clearly. I know what I got to do. I know what I got to do. I know what I want to do. I know what I got to do to save my soul. I know what I got to do to change my life. I know what I have to do. What I owe God, what I owe people, what I owe, what, what I owe the world. Right? That's, a, that's a good one to remember. The world doesn't owe you anything. Right? The world doesn't owe you anything. Hashem doesn't owe you anything. Hashem created you. Hashem gave you life. Hashem gave you everything. Hashem gives us everything. The question is, how am I living my life? So a person he's talking about, a guy who got clear. I have clear what I want to do. I know this is what I want to do. I know this is what I got to do. I know this is what I must do. I know this is what I have to do. But he can't seem to get it together. I can't seem to make it happen. I can't seem to make it work. Says him Sil Sharm. Here it is. Procrastination 101. I'm going to eat a little bit. I'll sleep a little bit. It's too hard for me to get out of my bed, out of my house. Pashati is kutanti. I already am in my uh, pajamas. I'm in my sweatpants. Echacha el b'shena. Chama aza ba'olam. It's too hot outside. Hakara raba ekshamim. It's too cold outside. V'chol shar ha'amaslaos. All other, what's amaslaos? Excuses. Right? Whose mother's name was amasla? Who? Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu's mother's name was Excuse. It's a good one. Imagine if your mother's name was Excuse, right? Avram Avinu had every excuse in the world to, 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 to not live, right, the, the way he ended up living. His mother's name is Excuse. That's what Masil Sharm doesn't say that. Masil Sharm uses the word Amaslos. The only time in the whole Masil Sharm he uses that word. Vatoanos. And the pretext, the mouth of the lazy man is filled with every excuse in the book. This is the line that comes. That what? Excuses don't produce results. You're right. You're 100% every excuse. You are 100% right why you don't like learning Torah. 100% right. You're 100% right why you have a bad relationship with your mother. You're 100% right why you don't have a happy marriage. You're 100% right why your child is making you crazy. You have 100% right why you're not making money. You have 100% right why you're not, whatever it is, you're giving into your desires. I'm to this, I'm to that. Good. But at the end of the day, he says, bottom line, what happens? You didn't learn. You didn't daven, you didn't work on yourself, you didn't become a good father, you didn't become a good husband, you didn't become a, a, who you wanted to become. The Adam owes of his borrow, and you leave God, you leave yourself, you live a miserable life. Why? Because you have all the excuses in the book. Why? 
They have every reason in the book why I'm not happy, why I'm not doing this, why I'm not doing that. That's what he says. And he says, When you ask the lazy man, he will give you every... Look at what he says. He will bring you rayas. To make it easier on him. He just wants to hide behind his laziness. You hear this? You hear the depth? We're going to say even more, Hashem, um, as we go further. But I love how the Ramchal calls, calls the, the, the smart guy and the guy who talks a lot about why he's doing his own, but at the end of the day, he's full of one thing. I just want to be relaxed and left alone. Just leave me alone. Especially nowadays, where we're able, a person's able to hide, he can hide in his, in, behind his, his uh, entertainment machine. He can hide behind his mall, right? He can hide behind there for literally days. And what is he hiding behind? So a person says, oh, I'm hiding behind uh, all my fears. I'm hiding behind my emotions. No, you're not. Says the Ramchal, you know what you're hiding behind? You're hiding behind your laziness. You just want to be lazy. That's what he says. He doesn't see. All the reasons you're not doing what you're doing has nothing to do with the balance of your brain. Rather, it has to do with one thing. They are a result of your just being plain human. Human, and you would rather just sit around and do nothing. So what happens? Your laziness is what creates your delusion. Question, comments, and then we'll end off with, with, one, more, with one more point. Question, comments, please. Yes. Uh, how much are you making tolerate other excuses? How much what? How, like, how much am, am I supposed to allow... I'm not sure what you mean by that. Okay, let's say I have a roommate, right? Right. And the guy never cleans up, and I always ask him to clean up, but he tells me I can't clean up because of this, whatever. Until so what extent am I like, like supposed to say that's okay, it's good or good, whatever, and say like, look, whatever, you're just being a lazy person. Okay, it depends on your relationship with the person. You don't want to put down a person, you don't want to put them down and tell them, but if he's being lazy and stuff, like, I'm, I'm not, like, so I'm not the good, good doctor, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to care how he feels. Like, sure. If he feels good, good. That's more of a Bain al-Machabera right. al- question. It's a question in your relationship with, with the person. Am I going to yell at my roommate and tell I'm him? I'm not going to yell at him, but just like... Or tell him, tell him, you're a lazy bum, and you don't clean up, so it depends what your relationship is. If you're close with him, and he'll be macabre, and you can say, listen, you sit down with him and say, listen, I just want to tell you, you know, I think you got to work on that. Great. If Obi Makabal, that's a great relationship. Great relationship with people is where you could be open and he could say, okay, I hear it. Thank you so much. But if you're doing it just because you're going to put it down, then that, you know, depends on the relationship of, of your roommate, with you and your roommate. Okay, yeah. Anyone else? Yes, Shimon. Uh, I know I do, I do that myself. I, I write myself up why wouldn't I do that so easy? I got no more thing, this, that. And then I end up, 
I'm not doing half of it or whatever. So how do I stop myself from falling into that, that place where I do it to myself, where I talk myself up, like, because I want to motivate myself and I want to, oh, is that, is that what I, when you keep the goals clear in your head? Yeah, aligning <coughs> yourself. Uh, yeah. Very good. Shimon. Beautiful. Shimon. Very good. Walking it out. Beautiful. Yeah? Someone else that's here? Okay. Okay, let's do one more piece here. Okay, says the Ramchal. Listen to what he says. He says, Yachshav HaKolotoyim. One of the things also that the, this lazy man does is he thinks that everybody else is wrong and everyone else is a fool and he is the one who is right. He's the one who has it all together. And he says that a person has to be careful. He says a person has to be careful understanding his relationships with things. And why is it that I'm not doing something? Is it that I'm not doing it because I'm not holding there, right? One of the things that I've said is that there are two reasons why people get frustrated when they're not accomplishing. Two major reasons why people get frustrated when they're not accomplishing something. It's either because they set their goals too high and too unrealistic, or they're not trying hard enough. They're not trying hard enough. And when a person is able to analyze that within himself, like Shimon, a little bit like you were talking about, a person has to ask himself, I've made myself a goal for this week. Why am I not doing that goal? Why am I not accomplishing that goal? Am I not accomplishing that goal because I am just lazy and I'm not putting in the hard work? Or my goal is very, very, very unrealistic and unattainable. So when a person is able to understand that, he basically will be able to find the problem. Most of the time, I will say, and this is why I always say it's so important to always remake goals. There's nothing wrong with every week, every week having a new list of what your goals and what your schedule is. And if you have to change it up, you change it up. This way, you know that the reason that you're not doing something is because I'm not putting in enough work to do it. I'm not putting in the work. Because if you're blaming it on your schedule, you could always change your schedule. You could change your schedule. You could say, okay, why is it that I didn't accomplish this? And it's so, so important. I can't say enough how important it is to try and document yourself and to be very clear. Because nothing just happens. You don't just happen, happen to have a bad week. I'm happy, I happen to have a bad month. I happen to have a bad relationship. I happen to just not be accomplishing what I'm accomplishing. What are my goals? If you don't have, like we said many times, vague goals create vague results. Very clear goals will create clear results. No goals, I was telling this to someone the other day, no goals will create practically no results. Because I don't have goals. When a person thinks about it and says, okay, what are my goals for this week? What are my goals for this month? It's so important. And not just to do that, but to monitor it. To monitor that. And that's like really olive phase. People think that that's, oh, successful people make goals for the week. 
right? Successful people. I'm saying, when a person's in yeshiva, what are my goals for my learning? What are my goals for how many hours am I putting in the base medrash? How many hours am I spending on your phone? If you don't know how many hours you are spending on your phone, that's terrible. You have to know, this is the amount of time that I'm willing to spend on my phone. And there's nothing wrong with that. If a guy spends three hours a day deliberately on his phone, he says, that's what I'm doing. The problem is, is, what, is that when you're spending the time and you don't even know why you're spending time. You don't even know why you're spending time, what you're spending time browsing, looking, oh, but that's where the problems begin. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll wrap up for today, please. Yes, Zach. So, remember what the Hall said about a lazy person. It seems that pretty much a lazy person is a person at their um, most pure roots, like what um, Ford would call a animalistic, with animalistic um, type of person, right? And it also sounds like this is uh, like people who have, like, you know, very narcissistic traits are also lazy. that we're lazy. He spends, he spends a few, three prakim talking about laziness. We all know that we're naturally, he says, to the, the natural thing is for a person not to want to work hard. That's natural. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just something... What? So I'm saying... Um, not a, what I'm asking is that a lazy person, once he gives into it enough, he becomes that. Oh, you can become more lazy. A narcissistic person that doesn't take responsibility for anything. Right, it's everybody else. Everyone else has to change. Everybody else has to work on things. And I need everyone to change for me, for me. And the only reason he's doing that is for one reason. Better himself. What? Better himself. No, he's doing that so he doesn't have to do anything. Doesn't have to he doesn't have to better himself. He does it so that I don't have to change. Because if my roommate changes, right? Not to say on you, you did, but it's just that example. Right? If my roommate cleans up the room, that means that, what does that mean for me? That I don't have to clean up the room. But otherwise, I get upset at my roommate. Why? Because I don't want to have to clean up my room. I get upset at my wife because I don't want to deal with whatever I want her to deal I'd rather her deal with it. I get upset at my father because I want him to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to answer the tough questions on myself that I have. So therefore, who do I do? I put it on everybody else. I put it on them to change. Let the president be a de different president. Let the weather be a different weather. Let everybody else change. If those Hasidim would only act a certain way, then what? If those groups would only act a certain way, then what? That's what you would ask yourself. It's kind of, um, it's not even that it's um, the bettering of yourself so that it's basically just Shifting one away from yourself, and you could. You were saying, like, hiding behind a phone or whatever, hiding behind other Hiding things. behind so your laziness. Yeah. You're just hiding, and you don't want to do anything. That's what Ramchal saying. It's not so complicated. Ramchal says it's not complicated. It's called laziness. You're saying the reason is because of this. You're saying the reason is because of this. You're saying the reason is because of this. Ramchal is saying the reason is because you just don't want to work hard. 
So that's the reason. So it's hard for us to hear that. Because the reason, we, the first, the second we hear that, then what that does is that it strips away all of our excuses. Yes, Shimon. Um, can it also be, instead of laziness that they hide behind your entertainment device, or what, can it also be that you're actually doing something? You could be going out, and going to your time, I'm doing this, I'm uh, going over here, doing that. And in, in a way, you can say, oh, it's not laziness. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing right. stuff. Yes. I'm here, here, and there. Yes. I'm busy all day. Yes. So, uh, yes. Yeah, well, well, again, that's that would be that would be at least a, that would be that would be a at least you are you are motivated and you're doing things. Just maybe I'm doing the wrong things. I'm doing the things that that I know I'm being that that might be lazy and clarifying what I want to do. Meaning, I, I mean, let me let me let me give this very good Shimon. Maybe I'll end off with this. I've said this many times. If someone comes to me and says, or someone says. If somebody says, I am not happy, right? I'm just not happy. I'm not a happy person. I got to learn to be happy. Well, what are you doing? Do you have goals? Nope. Are you accomplishing things? Nope. Do you have clarity about what you're doing? Nope. So what would I say to him? So you don't have a reason to be happy. That makes sense that you're not happy. Why would you be happy if you don't have goals? You don't have clarity. You don't know what you're doing. You don't have a purpose. So why would you be happy? Right? Shimon, right? You're not talking about that case. That's a case of a guy who's just plain and simple, not doing anything. So of course he's not going to be happy. Happiness is Balashan Smicha, Rabshan Shumar says, which means I'm growing, I'm doing. Then you have the guy, like Shimon's talking about, who's working and doing and doing, and he's still not happy or he's still not doing what it is that he wants to be doing. That's a different conversation. That's about clarifying what I want. That's laziness of the brain. We spoke about that yesterday, Shimon. That's laziness of the brain, that I'm not clarifying why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not clarifying what's my purpose in being in yeshiva. What's my purpose in being in this world? I'm not clarifying why is it that I'm doing what I'm doing. So if I'm not happy, so why am I doing it? Or what is happiness? Do I know what happiness is? You're clarifying things. So those two, those two areas work very, very, very um, together. Which is, I want to be doing things. I want to be accomplishing things. But, right, they say the difference between management and leadership. It's a very good use of Yaakov, you're, you see if you're, uh, you know what I'm going to say? There's between leadership and management. This is from the seven habits. Is what? Is that management is doing things right. Doing things right. That's management. A manager makes sure that things are happening and whatever's happening is being done. Uh, Yoni, it's good for you to know this. Management is we're doing things right. Leadership, Yaakov is what? Doing the right things. Very, very different. Management is doing things right. Leadership is doing the right things. Shimon, you got that? So what does that mean? What's the difference? Yeah, management is doing things right. Exactly. It's what am I doing? Living in the, right? I'm doing a lot of things. A person could be doing a lot of things. I'm doing a lot of things, but I'm not doing the right things. I'm not talking about doing bad things. A guy could be busy all day. 
that I'm not doing the right things. A guy says, I'm learning all day. Well, but I'm not happy. Well, maybe you're not learning what you want to be learning. Maybe you're actually learning, which is doing things right, but you're not doing the right things. Maybe I'm not learning the right things that I want to be learning, which will make me happy. And that's what a person wants to challenge. And that comes to the laziness of the brain. If you are not happy, you've got to challenge yourself in those two things. Is it that I don't have the proper goals? Probably. Is it that I'm not going ahead and I'm not uh, on top of my day and on top of my life? Probably. But if those things check off that I am and I'm still missing something, then I have to question myself. Am I aligned? Am I aligning myself to those goals? Why am I doing what am I doing? Why am I waking up in the morning going to Shabbos? Why am I doing all the things that I'm doing? That starts, that, that is more of the laziness of the brain. That's more of a person becoming more clear. Okay, beautiful. Anyone else as we wrap up? Yes, Rabrafi. I just want to thank you, Rosh Hashiva, and uh, Shir. Thank you. Specifically, uh, I just wanted to, specifically, I had an incident where um, I was, uh, ordinarily I would have been, uh, wouldn't have had the proper patience with my wife, the regular thing. And uh, I just stopped, I put my brain in the gear, which I don't know what to do. And um, I did the thing, like, what's, you know, what should I really say, how should I really respond? And uh, it's been much different than it would have otherwise. Thank you, Rafi. Uh, just, to, just to tell everybody here, um, don't, don't expect yourself uh, to be God willing at Rafi's age uh, sitting in a uh, shear and sitting in a yeshiva with people who can be his children uh, that age sitting here and saying how he's working on himself. Don't assume, don't assume that that will happen to you because it doesn't happen to you. That won't happen to you if you are not actively from now until the day you die working on these things. If you are not every day, that means in 10 years from now, that means in 20 years from now, because if I wasn't right, right, then every person when they pass the age of 40 or 50, they wouldn't have any anger problems, they wouldn't have any tithes, they'd be perfect, right? But we know how far from the truth that is. And the less a person thinks that he doesn't have to work on himself. And he doesn't realize that no matter how old you are, no matter how old you are, you're constantly going, if you want to be a growthful person, if you want to be someone who lives life, it's not just, okay, I went to yeshiva, I checked in yeshiva for a year or two years, yeah, 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 and we learned and we learned all that. No, no, no. It's a way of understanding how to live your life, of constantly Growing and growing. And the older you get, the harder you got to work. The older you get, the harder you have to work. Because you got your wife, you got your kids, and you got bills to pay. And no one, and no one is giving you the round, okay, Rafi's blessed that he put himself in a situation like this. But don't assume when you're going to be married with kids 
and you're assuming, oh, it's all going to be perfect, and my wife's going to be perfect, and my kid's going to be perfect, and my bank account's going to be perfect, I'm going to have my white picket fence with my two cars and money in the bank, and blah, 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 and I got my cigars, and I got blah, 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 right? Watch another movie. That's my advice to you. Watch another movie. That's all that that is. It's one big fat lie. That is a lie. Does that mean that I'm saying, oh my gosh, so Rabbi Fisher is saying we're doomed? Yes, you are doomed. <laughs> yes, I am saying that. You are doomed. But then there's the, the sun on the other side of the doom. And that is, if you work on yourself, and you work on yourself, then you're not doomed. But assume doom. Assume that you're going to have problems with your wife. Assume you're going to have problems with your kids. Assume you ain't going to have the money that you want to have. Assume that you're not going to have the white picket fence. Because you know why? Even if you have all of that, it's not going to be all that. It's not going to be all that. It's not going to be all rosy. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to work on yourself. You have to work on yourself more and more and more and more. And if you don't, you will pay for that. I promise you. You will pay for that. Badly, person pays for that. Yeah, one second. Yes, Meyer. Thank you, Rabbi Robert. God bless you. What an inspiration. Thank you. He said that we use for the person in Shimon's case of uh, he's doing things but he's not doing the right things. Right. Why, why can't that, the person that hasn't made any goals, why can't he use the same tactic? Explain, explain, explain. He said that the person should think about um, what it is that he wants. Right. Yeah, like I mean, he's not aligned to what he's doing and what he wants so are not matching. Why even the person, well, why can't we use the same tactic for the person that hasn't made any goals? He's just sit down and see like, well, Yeah, correct, correct. That's the best thing. Why was the best thing. No, because a lot of times we just do things and we and then and we we, we just do things and, and we're not conscious of what we're doing and then we start wondering, but I'm doing so much, so how come I'm feeling the way I'm feeling? How come I'm not connected to it? So a lot of times the reason that that is Right is because I'm not I'm doing things right. I'm not necessarily doing the right things. So really, the, the guy, the, the, the guy that's doing things, and the guy that hasn't, I mean, doing things and not doing the right things, and the guy that hasn't done anything, they're in the same place. Correct. Correct. It's just that he's convinced, he thinks that he's doing things because. Right. I would say the guy who's doing things might be a little bit, um, might be a little bit in a, in a, if he's able to be open. To change, he's correct. Correct. It's a little bit easier. The guy who's not doing something is just like he's stuck. He's like stuck in like in like mud, in quicksand. That's painful. It's painful also when you're doing something you don't feel good. But at least I'm I'm a doer. There's some people, you know what I mean. At least I'm doing. The laziness is is very dangerous. Yes. Remind me your your name again. I'm sorry. Uh, Aton. Aton. Yes. Aton. Welcome home, yeah. Um So you were talking earlier about um, the about um, uh, working on yourself. Uh, so it, as a Jew, I feel like it's derech derech Torah, right? Gemara and all that. I'm not, I'm not sure what you're asking. Um, like how how is how is one supposed to work on himself? Good, great question. Keep on keep on coming, 
Keep on, <laughs> keep on coming back. That's all I can say. Right now, what did we just do? What did we just do for the last five zero minutes? We're speaking about working on ourselves. That's all. We just sat here for almost an hour, and I'm so proud that this is what we do, is we sit here every day, because I need to take a shower every day, otherwise I smell, I'm sorry to say it that way. So, and that's easy, that's all external. And if I don't shower inside, I stink and I rot. I stink and I rot. So we have to do it. Now you're asking specifically, what does that mean? Good, you come back, that's what we talk about all day, every day, it's not so simple. It takes time, you gotta know what you, what you, uh, it's easy to say, yes, Eitan, learn Gemara. That's the answer, right? It's not that simple. It's not that simple. Is learning Torah a big part of, of, of Judaism and our life and everything? Of course, of course. But who's learning Torah? Who's the one learning Torah? Why am I learning Torah? What's my connection? Where does God fit in? What's the life? Those are... Those are uh, Big things, but great question, Eitan. Thank you, Eitan. That's how I see it. I talk about this a lot, but uh, I challenge every single guy sitting here to tell me one friend, one married person, unmarried person that is not in the box of yeshiva polo that is successful with life. I can't think of one friend, unless maybe he keeps that's a whole different question, but. One person, maybe they have money, but when it comes to life and successful with their marriage and kids, I don't know a single person. So it's laughable that guys sit here for two years, when I'm sitting here for 11, 10 years, and just scratching the surface of success a little bit, and they're like, oh, we've been two years, we gotta go there, we gotta, we, we gotta go do that. If you wanna choose success with money, leave. If you want to succeed with life and money, Mezrat Hashem, you stay. And I think that Rebbe, we have, I think a lot is on Rebbe's shoulders to change the, the concept of yeshiva. Because people walk in here, they think we do one, two, three, and we leave. So the next time someone asks Rebbe, how, how many years is the program? What is Rebbe going to say? Don't I'll say, speak to Rabbi Tzvi. <laughs> <laughs> I like what Rabbi Tzvi is saying because um, I think that our association with yeshiva, and I think Eitan, I think you, this is a little bit what you were asking, I think our association with yeshiva, which is true, is the, is the one-daf, right? No pun intended, Rabbi Tzvi, and, and, and is, is learning one-daf. And what we have to remember is that life is about learning two-daf. One is the daf of the Torah, and the other daf is the daf of me, of myself. And that's something that never, never changes. It's something that not only never changes, it's something you have to strengthen and strengthen the older you get. And when you start now, that's when you're going to begin your journey. When you start now saying, I must commit myself, just like when it comes to Lashon Hara. I'm committing myself from now for the rest of my life that I will at my dining room table when I am married and make that mental commitment. Just like when you were a little kid and you saw certain things and you said, I swear I'll never ever do this. Or you said, I swear I'm going to do this. So too, when you make a mental, emotional note and you say, I'm going to live my life 
like this, and I'm never going to go a day or a, or a week or whatever it is without learning Hilton's Lush. I'm not going to sit at my dining room table talking about other people. I will not do that. I'm not going to go ahead and live a life of unconsciousness. As the Rishner says, he says, forget about Olam Haba. Forget about Olam Haba. He says, I don't want to live my life like somebody who has no das, who's zero like I, the way I, my description is the uh, no offense to Israeli cats, but uh, right to some Israeli cat in a garbage can that 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 is you know that is looks you know what I'm saying that that cat I don't want to live that life I don't want to be that cat that's rummaging in this world with nothingness Hashem will help us thank you Rabbi Tzvi Hashem will help us yes Moshe this one Misa that relates to what Rabbi said before about you have been growing matter how old you are. Um, a buck went over to Rabbi Elia Lopian and said, Rebbe, I'm going to this wedding that I know there's going to be pizzas there, but I worked in my shirts and I'm doing pretty good, so um, what does Rebbe think? So what he said back was, well, I'm eight years old, I'm blind in one eye, and I still have issues with shirts and I'm, so can you please tell me your secret on how you accomplish shirts and I'm? Wow, amazing. Beautiful. 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 Hashem will help each and every one of us. Yes. Oh, Rabbi Norton. Just as we're finishing up, just yeah. uh, to read a shout out and a big mantle what is that Yomi guys? Okay, today is a historical monumental landmark. Ches Teves today marks one full year of that Yomi. Hashem will help all of us, as Rabbi Noren just says, is that there's the other daf, there's the other daf yomi, and that's the daf yomi of, so those who, uh, who uh, were celebrating another day of working on ourselves, and we're celebrating another day of, of, of being alive, because that's the greatest gift that we have. The greatest gift that we have is the fact that we are alive, and we're able to change, and we're able to grow, and don't worry about your past. Don't worry about your past. Get excited about your future. And the way to fix your past, the way to fix your past and to do the best thing for your future is to live today. Live today to the greatest way that you can live today. Because when you do that, you are fixing your past and creating your future. Have a wonderful day, Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.